What's up, everybody? It's your best friend, Trevoris. And your baby daddy, Don. And this is Peachy Podcast. You're not gonna do more? No, that was I just wanna keep it real simple this time. Okay. I wanna, you know, All right. We have other, funny. you know, artists in the room. I didn't wanna, you know Oh, okay. You don't wanna do show too them much, up. you know. I don't wanna keep you wide in this bitch. You okay, know. got it. You know. Um but yeah, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um I had a really good weekend, you know. A lot of things are becoming a blur now, like for real a blur. Yes, my sister left for church yesterday and I was like, where you going? Because I don't know what day it is. Yeah, I was like, mom was like, you serious? I said, no, I really don't know. Like she was suited and booted out the door. I'm just living. It's like, okay. The sun come up, it go down. That's all I know. Don't know what day it is. I take a shower. I don't know the number. We all right. Oh yeah, I don't know what like day it is. I know we in June though, but I don't know what day in June we in. Yeah. Yeah. Other than <laughs> Listen, Other if it wasn't for my phone, I wouldn't have known that I had to pay rent. True tea. Is- <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think I probably do need to pay my phone bill at some point because I ain't got no alerts and it's been a long time. Listen, they'll send you that, uh, well, I got Sprint. They'll send you a text. They'll be like, your bill is now due. Yeah, they send it, but they always send it like right after you paid the first one. So that's like a month ago. Oh, no, 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 no. They send you like when you when you haven't uh, paid before the deadline, they be like, your bill is now past due. Oh, I don't get that. And then they give you like a few more days and they be like, um, if your bill is not paid, uh, your phone will be disconnected. And then they give you like a time, like by eight o'clock or whatever. whatever. Oh, no, There's an app called Bills Monitor. Mm. And if you do that, then it'll alert you when you when- need to pay your bill so that you won't have oh. payments and all that. Because T-Mobile just cut your phone off and say, now find a way to pay the bill and then we'll cut it off. (laughs) T-Mobile said, we're going to cut your phone off and then you also can't use that phone to pay your bill. So once you find a way to pay the bill, (laughs) then we'll cut it on and thank you for paying the bill. At least Sprint, you can dial star three and it'll put you through. No, you can, but you can do it on somebody else's phone. Oh, no, you can They're going to cut your phone off. Damn. What happened to me once? It never happened again after that. I was like, you're good, girl. Let me borrow your phone real quick. I got to pay my phone, bill. I got to remember this password. And all this stuff. Anyway, um, we have guests on the show today. (laughs) It's going to be a great show. We are joined by all the way from uh, Atlanta and then left us and went all the way to California to hang with all the big name girls. You know, she's doing things with, you know, Miss Vanjie and, you know, Silky. And she's good friends with the Vanjies and the, you know, the Silkies and things now. Listen, we saw you dancing on Mm -hmm. stage. Getting you a piece. As they should do the finale the same way, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, <laughs> should just give them girls a good sound stage. Just let them go at it in this, on their own little sound stage. But whatever. Anyway, we have uh, Cece. Uh, is it Couture? Is it Black? What you giving? <laughs> right, right, right. What's the name, sis? My name is Cece Nicole for like three years now. I mean, but you know, you still have your, you know. Listen, Couture, I love Black Cece, Cece Couture Bonet. I, I loved that. all of that. I dropped it. Okay. Yeah, so she's Cece Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. Okay. Are you a part of the house? Uh-uh. Okay. No, I mean, Phoenix is my drag mom. Okay. But I don't like to say I'm a part of a house. Gotcha. I'm kind of drifting away from drag. Okay. Yikes. I mean, 
Okay. So that's why I said CC Nicole. I was just going to stamp it as that. Yeah. Because it, my music and stuff. Yeah. And I, it was time for me to just start branding something. Right. And, okay. And keep it that. that keep it that. Listen. Very that. Okay. And for all of you who went up for my sickening face beat the other day on Instagram. Yes, I did too. We have the one and only uh, Miss B's Cosmetic in the building. Okay. Bevois. <laughs> Beverly, hello. What? <laughs> Listen, she was ready. She was ready for her introduction. Period. Yes. Miss Mama's out here paying faces and things and whatnot. How are you? I'm well. That's good. Um, Mother Doug in that mug. Didn't she? Okay. People was texting me like, I text you. She, I said, who did that? And you said, Beverly. I said, okay. Yes, somebody it's, was like, it's duly noted. It was some straight guy that texted me. He was like, I know you do make, your makeup and it be good, but like, you ain't do that. I was like, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> damn. okay. Sure. All right. I could have. I could have. I'm, I'm, I'm not really. Boy. Listen, they be talking that. They be like, I mean, you know, I be here for you, bro. Having your back and things, you know, and like, that one too, though. I was like, okay, that's enough. Let it go. <laughs> I, I have clients whose boyfriends say the same thing. Really? Like, if I if, if they get their makeup done and it's, like, really, really good, mm-hmm. they'd be like... Man, you ain't do that. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. You ain't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. They but, um... We don't have any, um... Whatchamacallums today? Uh, uh, um... What they call? Um... Hot Topics. Week. Rule of the Week. That's what it's called. Um... <laughs> because, you know, it's the same thing. Karen's out here Karen and and um, black folks ain't taking it. Black folks ain't taking it, but niggas is also niggin', so niggins, you know, so <laughs> it's a niggas, niggas out niggin'. here niggin', so you know, just however you wanted to go. Um, the white guy with the bow and arrow got charged for three counts or something. I forgot what it was. Did you see that video? Mm-hmm. Oh, he got charged. Mm-hmm. He should have. I mean, it was a video. Like, I hope the lady that spit on that seventeen-year-old boy gets charged too. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. I just saw that recently. And uh, the man um, that. Uh, was on that bike in that trail that snatched that phone out of or oh I didn't see that yeah the, oh, yeah, the children that. was protesting with her mom and uh-huh. stuff and he rode in on his bike mm. and attacked them mm, he got charged mm. too well good they he found should. his ass period got his ass together but this my thing person. is why were you I don't understand this man with this bow and arrow like you just get out your car and start aiming bows and first of all who like, got time for a bow and arrow you gotta <laughs> load that, that back up like once you like, shoot what? one they is that illegal and I, I think that was the arrow? thing. That's yeah. illegal. He, no, yeah. it's not. Oh, it's not. Mm-mm. I think that's why he used it as a weapon. Oh, oh because because there are probably statutes underneath him using it. That should be illegal. I'm, you know, well, you know, people use it to hunt and stuff too. But yeah, but, but it should got... be only legal to use in hunting ground areas. Yeah, like you got True. out your car in the middle of the street. You went to your back seat and pulled out your bow <laughs> and your arrow, <laughs> loaded it up, <laughs> loaded it up, and you just kept playing with it. You didn't even let it go. You just kept like. Right, but by the time you got in that car to grab it, I would have done beat your ass by now. <laughs> and then when the news came in, you said you was beat up by two black guys. When and it was number 14 white, white folks <laughs> was a whooping your ass. Right. Knocking the hell out of you. There's video, sir, but Shut whatever. Up. Whatever works for the people. Um, oh, I do have a Peach of the Week. Um, I want to give my Peach of the Week to Tabitha Brown. I love her. Um, because, I mean, She's that's amazing. my business. She also got robbed recently. She made a video saying she got robbed. Um, she went to the mail place. That, you know, she get the shipments and, you know, people, fans and stuff send her stuff right. to try out. Um, and she went, but she said it was, like, really late when they got home. So she left the stuff in the car to get the next morning because it was a lot of stuff. And somebody somebody broke into her car. Somebody broke in the car and took everything. 
and there was a lot of this stuff be like black owned businesses trying to get that stuff promoted and cause right. he's gonna have a show with her daughter every Monday yeah um and so that's what she does on the show on Mondays is promote people's stuff and so like everything was cool that's sad but that's but in her crazy. voice she was like but I still got my joy you know my piece. You know she she <laughs> right. I love her. So yeah, she I I'm she here for her. She just makes you feel so. She just make you calm yes. down for a second like just mm-hmm. sit down and be I thought she need to do um she need to read for Audible. Yeah. Like do books. She could read Bible verses. I'd be all right with that. Honestly, Listen. even if she just write a book <laughs> and then, and read, then it. read it. Right. It would be all right. She could probably and do so children's it. books because I know. Um, she needs to do a book of affirmations. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. that'd be really good. Also, that would be really, really good. Listen, press play and get in the shower. Because yeah. um, just listen to her. Just affirm my life. Anika Nutty okay. Rose does children's books. Are you books. all right today? <laughs> right. Did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, listen. And I'll Don't be, be so hard on yourself. Okay. I'll be fine with all of that. <laughs> all right, be, so be in the shower. Okay, and go and fix you a bowl of cereal because that's your business. Right. That's your business. <laughs> but make sure it's gluten free. All right. <laughs> you have a peach or not? Um, my peach was just going to like all the people that have been like protesting, mm-hmm. all the people that have even like you know people doing podcasts and writing blog posts, just everybody that's doing their part to raise awareness. Okay. For all the issues that are going on. Um, so just shout out to them for keeping up with it. Like not doing it just for one day or doing it for this week, but just still continuing Consistent to go. Yeah. Cause that's the only way that stuff is going to happen. Cause white people are banking on, oh, they're going to get tired and we're going to go back to doing what we was doing. Right. But as long as people are continuing to like, no, this is happening. I'm going to shove this in your face. We're going to record this. We're going to put this out there. We're going to spread this. They ain't got no choice but to listen. So shout out to all of those people. Oh, I do have um one. I don't know how true it is, but I saw and I can't find it. I don't know if it got snatched down, but I did see a flyer of the cast of the live action Hercules with the muses. Oh, okay. I don't know how true it is though, but it looked legit. Like you it know, looked who like. Was it? Okay, so like who, like who posted it? No, who who oh, was on the muses? Yeah, I think. I I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying what I saw. It was Jennifer Hudson. No, it's not true. No, it's not true. <laughs> it was <laughs> Janelle Monae. Okay, wait a minute. Kiki Palmer. Amber Riley. And then there's a one other girl I've never heard of. Coco something. I've never seen her ever. Like she's I really think they should just let Jones Diary just do be it. the muses. Just let that be that. I mean, they, they voices could do fit. it. And... They Honestly, have a good blend the, and yeah. they work together. Yeah, it, it would be easy. Pick a group and let's... Pay the group and just let it be yeah. that. Yeah. They need to choose EV5. Oh, like the actual, all the girls from Invo. Because they're back. That would make sense. Oh, they are back? Yeah, they did a, um, oh, uh, they did a virtual wow. video doing Free Your Mind, I think. Or something. They was like, oh, Don? All of them. It's all five. Of them. Yeah, it's five. All five. Oh, I live now. Y'all done got Don back. I'm in. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, ain't no In Vogue without Don, baby. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't take it without Don. Okay. okay. In Vogue, I can, I can see that too. Okay, Evie. I just don't need Jennifer Hudson. I don't care what I do. Just I don't need Jennifer Hudson. She screams too much. But <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, y'all not gonna keep on putting her in the screaming. Y'all you know what? It's, no, no, no. Okay, Patty. I'm not gonna say screaming. No, 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 no Patty, Patty, Patty. That was a Patty's a whole different. <laughs> but my yeah. thing is, I, Jennifer Hudson is a solo artist. She's not. She's not a group kind of girl. So, like, trying to get her to blend and, like, you know saying, all of that stuff, like, sh- that's not her. You know what? I'm not going to even say that she screams a lot. Mama's just loud. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need it right it just, now. She just, I think she just uh, overdoes the whole song. 
like she doesn't I could, she I doesn't build like nuance it's not and, a gradual yeah, yeah it's, it's either not, we gonna, we gonna start down here and then we just gonna go to the altar <laughs> just she that. starts at the altar yeah. she teleported yeah we just, <laughs> I, I think as long as she is not doing covers I think when she sings her music she allows it to build. Yes. But when she's trying to cover or when she's on the bill with someone else. Yes. She she, she tries to make sure that she know that I'm that girl. I am so here. Okay, who comes before me after me, you're going to know that Jennifer Hudson was here. Yeah. She's not that girl. That's why I like Fantasia over Jennifer. But I don't compare the two because you can't even do that. So. I guess you compare the two because they came in the same era, mm-hmm. you know? But to me, I think just... But I just feel like Fantasia can make God move in a room with a leotard on, so I'd be like, listen, you're right. I'm sold. You're right, yeah. <laughs> because her gift is... That is effortless. Yeah. She's not trying. Yeah, she really not trying. Yeah. yeah. That star power here. is there. She gonna clap these hands, make that lip quiver, and we're gonna have us a show. <laughs> okay. I don't have an audience. And, like, <laughs> and I feel like you can tell with Fantasia, like, she puts her whole being into whatever... Whatever song you give her, honey, she could be singing right. uh, The Wheels on the Bus, but she's going to put her whole being into it. Yeah. And you're going to be like, yes, those wheels was tight. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, today's uh, 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 topic of the day, mm-hmm. we are going to shed some light on all things, well, I guess sort of kind of all things trans, trans women. Um the experience. The experience and things of that nature. So, yeah. Um, I guess my first question... Well, I have two, like, first questions. Um, my first one is... Does it annoy you or irritate you to be considered a trans woman? Like, do you just want to be a woman? Like, do you need the title of trans at the beginning? Anybody can um, It doesn't bother me to be uh because i'm very open about me being trans right? right um i think uh for some people is uh what comfortable state you're in you know with your transition okay. and how comfortable you are in with yourself because some people they need a mask on you know they need to go out in the world and not be noticed as anything i'm an entertainer i cannot go out in the world and not be noticed so i have to i had to stand in my transition and be like i'm proud to be a trans woman i'm proud of that you know i don't have the same struggles as a cisgender woman um i'm just another layer of a woman right so when you think of the woman that's the uh that's the um general Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i'm just an a piece. Uh, uh, yeah, a branch of a women yeah. in womanhood. Um, and <clears throat> I go through things that are different than a cisgender woman, so I can't ever compare me to, you know, mm-hmm. what a woman is, you know? Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel very similar. I feel very similarly. Um, I feel like um, there was a time um, when um, women who transitioned, the goal was to live in stealth. Okay. Um, and I think that group of girls, that group of women, um, for them, it was very, very important not to be recognized as a trans woman because their goal was not to be clockable. 
And so they wanted to be able to move through the world as a woman. And because of that, they really, really adopted that whole um, persona. Mm -hmm. And as time has gone on and being trans has become more acceptable, then, you know, you have younger girls who are like, I don't need to be to live in stealth and I don't need to necessarily align with the experience of trying to be heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that idea has become a lot more acceptable um, as as things have grown. Um, so for me personally, no, I don't have a problem with being acknowledged as a trans woman. I do have vagina envy. Mm-hmm. So there is a part of me that kind of is very traditional in a heteronormative mm-hmm. sense in terms of how I think of myself mm-hmm. and the things that I like to pursue in my life. Mm-hmm. But I'm not offended. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so like to piggyback on what she was saying. So like, you think of like um, uh, situations to like I'm a southern girl. You know, she's a southern girl. Like, you know, it's in me to be a southern girl and ladylike. I'm very traditional right. in that, like right? Right. So I do carry myself yeah. in that in that in that way. Mm-hmm. But I also think about when you think about the uh, being noticed as a trans woman and et cetera, you know, I always said as an artist, I want to be in the female categories, right? Right. Mm. I want to be a female artist who happens to be transgender. Not a transgender artist. Right, right, right. right, right, I don't want to be that, right? So, um... That makes sense. But with that, I do want it to be noticed that I'm a transgender woman because how are we making progress in the trans community if we have women in power and some of those women are transgender women and we're not recognizing them as transgender women because then the history is not aligning and then people are not aligning it with the growth. It's like if I was a a black person and I'm the first like the first black girl to go to an all-white school. But you they would have never documented that as right. that being the first. We would have never made waves to, right. to grow as a community and more black girls to go to all-white schools to make gotcha. them now integrated, yeah. integrated right? Gotcha. So I feel like it needs to be said for women who are in that industry. I'm in the industry of entertainment and right pushing myself to a mainstream audience, I want to be noticed as a trans woman so that I make ways and open up doors for girls that coming behind you. Coming yeah. behind me. You know, because be honest, in the in the acting world, the the girls are doing it. In the music world, trans we women like for we still waiting for a real mainstream gay artist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't we don't have Period. that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So and they, they have not not in the <laughs> I mean the club no, we don't have that the right. Right. Black people don't have that. They got Adam Lambert. They got uh, uh, Troy Sivan or whatever Sam his name. Smith. Yeah, they Elton got all John, yeah. George Michael. Right. Yeah, right. But right. Yeah. Um. So, like, for me growing up, I always knew that I was different, but it took me to become an adult to be like, okay, I'm a gay man. Yeah. So, was there ever a time where you were like, I don't know what this is, but th- who I currently am is not who I'm supposed to be, or? was like a place of like 
what I look like is not what I am. Does that make sense if I'm asking the question right? Like, was there ever a moment where it's like, think, I'm supposed to be a woman? I right? think that's everybody's experience as a trans person. I think it. I think it is most people's experience as a trans person. I think that um, depending on how old you are, mm-hmm. you come into that identity or you come into that verbiage um, a lot sooner. Um, being the eldest um, <laughs> and being from a small, small country town, um, I knew and I remember I was in Head Start, four years old, mm-hmm. and I remember telling my classmates. I remember wow. that, and I did that all the way through elementary school, and it came to haunt me in high school when I was trying to, yeah. <laughs> and those dudes that was like, hey, you remember when you said that? I was like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But um, I think that there's, there's always the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as you're growing um, and maturing as a person genetically, then you're trying to figure out you know why your prayers didn't work uh-huh. mm-hmm. because you know for so long you pray every night please let me wake up be a girl please let me wake up be a girl and that never happened and so whenever you start to go through puberty um, then you're having to kind of go into defense mode okay. uh, because you are more than likely having to adapt to the body that you're in mm-hmm. and depending right. on your socio economic or your social circle then you also may be also going into denial with you know your femininity period Mm -hmm. and so you're trying to hide all of these things even though you feel them on the inside so that you can go through life as peacefully as possible there are some girls who are you know really relentless they've been relentless since they were young Mm -hmm. and um, once they kind of came into saying okay I'm a girl you know, right. then they just would not push that back. And, you know, <clears throat> kudos to them for, for being um, really strong in their identity and being able to say, no, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to act. This is how I'm going to dress. This is how I'm going to present myself, right. regardless of how many fights I get in, regardless of if I get beat by my parents, regardless of all of those things. Right. Because it's just in me so hard, I'm not going to hide it because I just can't right. kind of thing. Um, and then there are those of us who... Like kind of was like I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because I don't know what to do, and for me personally, I transitioned really late um, because that puberty, going into puberty and and um, you know going into defense mode, turned into denial, uh-huh. and then as you got into an adult, denial like of what of who I felt I was uh-huh. truly. Do you think that was like a um like a survival kind of mechanism. Definitely. Like you had to like survive like your surroundings. So it's like, okay, I'm going to push it back right. and hide yeah. it because I, I need to get through this first. Right. And because you didn't know how to get to the place that you wanted to get to. Like, okay, I, the, like I said, the prayers didn't work. So I don't know what else I'm to do. forming. Right. I don't know how to stop it. And I don't know how to get to where I wanted to go. So you have to just adapt to what you got. And so, um, uh, yeah, so the the defense mechanism turned into denial, and then as you grow into a fully formed adult, and people start to appreciate your aesthetic as you are, then there's a piece of you that doesn't want to let that go either. For me personally, there's right. piece of, there's there's a piece that didn't want to let that go either, and so it's just like, oh well. Was that piece kind of like that? What if this goes bad? No, it was just the. 
comfortability. You, it, it, it was just that you you're, felt accepted. People are, are acknowledging how attractive you are. Okay. And even though you may not feel like you're in the right body, mm-hmm. people are still giving you your life. So you, you're like, well, maybe I'll just, you know, just, just, just stay like this. Be like this. You right. know? And then um, when I discovered drag, then that's kind of when things started to change. Okay. And so, me living in androgyny once I started doing drag. Okay. Um, but psychologically, what I was not recognizing is that once I started doing drag, I did not find myself attractive in male form. Okay. But I never thought about it. Because you saw the vision of what you had when you were younger. Like, exactly. this is what I saw myself as when right. I was younger. So now, okay. when you put on yeah, it didn't, everything you're like drag, you're like, this, this is, is me! <laughs> right, this is who I am! And then when you take it off, it's like, mm. mm-hmm. right, right, you don't recognize yourself anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, uh, for me, um, trans, I have, so I, I like to tell, at my job, I like to tell girls, um, um, notice your privilege right mm-hmm. we all have a privilege right mm-hmm. some girls are way more attractive and fishy and unclockable that's a privilege some girls aren't, aren't able to transition early or aren't able to do that so notice your privilege you know right. I transitioned um, I started my transition at 15 okay. I was already feminine and I was already working in the entertainment industry as a child star you know right. so I was already creatively um, flamboyant in a way, right? Like really expressive. And I stuff. was very yeah. expressive. I had long, beautiful, curly hair, you know, and I was always looked at as the pretty boy as mm-hmm. a kid, right? right? Oh, that's a pretty little boy, or that's a pretty little girl, and then my mama have to say, oh, that's a little boy, you know? <laughs> right, so right. that was my privilege as a kid, right? right? Um, and I growing up, I used to be in denial. I did have a, a, a set of denial of, am I making the right choice, you know, um, by thinking this? And I had already told my mom. Um, I had to tell my dad. I'm a preacher's kid as well. Yeah. You know, so all That's of those layer, struggles right, right. with going to church and et cetera, my dad maybe not accepting it. Um, so then I came out as gay as tw- at 12. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I can just step in on my you know okay that happened and then and then I was like okay I'm sick of this I don't like to wear masculine clothes I felt ugly um I felt uncomfortable my mom would put me in these big shirts I would take the shirt and I would stuff it in my right pocket so that the shirt was tight on this side you know how like girls wear the the dresses that are like that I would do that and you know I'm skinny so my pants were really you know small So I would do that so that my shirt was really tight and it hugged my body. Right. And um, and I would get out of school and have to untuck it and then it'd be wrinkled. Right. And my mom would be like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, why you keep doing right. this? And then eventually I came about and I was like, you know, this is what it is. You know, this is how I feel. This right. is what I want to do. And um, she supported me. And my dad didn't. My dad uh, kind of like asked me out of his life, you know, real quickly. Are your parents um, still married? No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so that was traumatic for me because my dad was my best friend. Gotcha. You know? So it was like a, a shock. Was um, he okay with you identifying as gay? Yeah. Too? Um, um, he was okay. Um, it wasn't until I identified as trans that 
he, like that was just like too much for him. It was just too much for him. He denied it and was like, no, you know, whatever. Then, um, so it went about like maybe like seven months after I said that, mm-hmm. you know, that he would try to make force me to wear man's clothes, force me to go to church. He cut off my hair. Oh. Yeah, my dad cut off my hair involuntarily. My mom was pissed, right? Because I come home from his house with no hair on my head, right? Yeah. And that was something my mom treasured, her kids having long hair. Right. All our kids have long yeah. hair. So that was a problem for her. Mm-hmm. Pissed her off. So he cut my hair, and uh, that was like her last strike. So she stopped letting me go over there for a while. And then um, and then it, I, he left my grandfather's church, right? So my grandfather's a bishop. Yeah. Um, and I never got to see my grandfather again. God rest his soul. He just passed two years ago. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him since I was a kid. Wow. So I was like 15. Ooh, yeah, right. so... I hadn't seen him since then, and then now I hear that he's passed and gone, and I had never got the courage to go back to church to, you know, because of everything be that there, went down, right? you know, because I wasn't close with that side of the family anymore, right? Um, because of the separation. Because of the separation. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he 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 did that for a while until I, my mom was fed up, and then at one point I was fed up, and then everything started to coming out about rape. You know, I was raped at the age of nine. Mm. Um from his friend's son, right? So he used to take me to his friend's house mm-hmm. and I would spend the weekend right. um, until I was raped by the son who was like 18, 19 at the time. And um, I told him then when it happened um, and it was always like taboo and just shut up about it, you know. He right. never really even mentioned it after that. Right. Um, I never went back. And, um, I told my mom when I turned 16, um, and some of the other family members knew, but my mom didn't know. So she got upset and that became a bigger thing, right? you know, and my dad denied it instead of coming to defense and calling me all type of shameful names. So for me, my transition early, the, what impacted me, um, was not who I what I looked like necessarily because I knew what I wanted to look like and I was already walking in that uh, until my father cut my hair. Right. Um, for me, it was my family. Like, am I going to lose my family? I was so close to my family. Right, right, You right. know, and... So then that makes you think, like, am I doing am the right Am I doing thing? the right thing? You know, like, that, and I would go to God and I would ask him, like, take this away from me. Take If this is not for me, like... You know, take right. this away from Ooh, me. Like, I was like, I feel like so many people have <laughs> that same prayer. Yeah. Yeah. had that prayer. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, um, that was like the, um, the, the turning point for me is when God didn't answer that. Gotcha. You know, because at, at some point we have to realize that God gives us our answers. So I'm thinking he didn't answer, but he is answering it. Right. Right. Because right. Because if he. Right thought any otherwise he would not let me succeed in female form right and i was starting to succeed in female form i was starting to grow in female form i was starting to make more friends and people be comfortable with cc you know and that allowed me to grow as a female puberty hit me hard uh, my voice changed and i was like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) because at first i was like 
I'm all high and stuff, right. able to hit these Mariah Carey notes, you know, right. and choir and stuff. And my voice changed, came back to, for the summer. And I was in choir rehearsal. And I started singing this little part that we used to always sing. My teacher looked at me like this. She said, well, what is that? And I, you know, like, well, we got to change your little spot, baby. Because right. something done happened. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, my thing. But I didn't start hormones until I was, like, 20. Okay. My mom gave me the best advice, in my opinion. Um, she said, learn how to be the woman you want to be first before you do all this extra. Okay. You know. What if you don't want to do this? You know, what if this might come back and haunt you and you want to change back? You can't. So learn how to be a woman first. Learn the struggles. Learn every day you have to put on a, a different type of pants, right? right? As a woman, you have so many different layers that you have to put on every day, right. you know? And I'm not talking about makeup. I'm talking just confidence in itself. Your being. Yeah, Your right. being. Um, that was some of the best advice I got. That's how I knew this is what I wanted to be. Because I was excited about putting on those layers every day. I was excited. And if I didn't, if I walk out the house, I've just gotten comfortable with going out without any makeup. Right. That takes a lot, you know, to be like, I just got to the point where I'm in love with where I am and my body, you know, and et cetera. My chest was too flat, you know. I did not feel comfortable. Right. And now I've gotten gotten that confidence where's your um when did you come with your name like you mean you weren't born beverly like when did you like was well, that that's my stage that? name okay beverly is my stage name okay um and um that came from um the first two black supermodels beverly beverly and johnson and iman oh okay Boom. But my um my legal name is Charlize Marsh. Okay. And that Ooh, I gate I that, like that that name came from the same way that my parents cultivated my sister me and my sister's name. Mm-hmm. Our first is after Rafa is the same initial as my father. Mm-hmm. Our second is the same initial as my as our mother. Okay. My dad's name is Charles. My mother's name is Patricia, so my name is Charlize Patina. Mm. Gotcha. How did you um did you have a conversation with your parents? Or I did. Like I a... had a conversation with my parents. Um, and like I said... Because you said you, you transitioned like transition later. later. Yeah, yeah. transition late. I was 30 okay. when I told my parents. And so um, I had already been doing drag and I had, I had gotten alterations already. But um, my struggle was because I spent so much time in drag, it kind of compensated for me not living as a woman because okay. I was in drag at least three times a week. Right. Um, and once again, um, because I didn't find myself attractive as a male, anytime I had sex, I had sex as a girl. Okay. Another thing that I didn't think about until later. And so when I moved to Atlanta and I wasn't doing drag anymore and my life wasn't busy, because when I was in Charlotte, I was managing a retail uh, I was I was a manager at Ulta full time I was a show director I was on two cast and I was on the board of Black Pride I was the mother of a house I had a lot to do all the time yeah. so I was always busy so I never had time to just sit and think so when I came here to Atlanta and I didn't have anything any of that to do then I had this moment where I was just looking in the mirror and I was like like I almost had a breakdown mm-hmm. because it was like this ain't what's up. This is not 
right. was happening. And so I had the conversation with my parents at Thanksgiving and I've always kind of been since I since I started my journey mm-hmm. as an adult, I've always kind of been pretty settled in my decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, my family knows that I'm not an irrational thinker. And so if I say this is what's happening, they know that it's not just, oh, this is the flavor of the month. Right, <laughs> right, um, right. And so um, because of true. that. Some, some children are just like yeah. real flighty, like, right. okay, you want to play clarinet this week? Okay, you want to play soccer this week? Okay, right. well, you right. quit ballet last week. Like, so, yeah. And we had kind of touched on the conversation prior. Whenever, like, whenever my, not when they found out, but when they kind of knew that drag was a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then my mom was like, so do you think, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, no. Not <laughs> right. Um, but um, when, so when, I, when we did have this conversation, my parents were so surprisingly um, sympathetic. Okay. I didn't know what they would say, but what they said was, I'm sorry. I can't imagine what it must have been like for you to live. Wow. Feeling like you were somebody else. Wow. That's and so it that's was rare, water but that's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but um, and even in even in that even in that space now, um, it's hard because of course I've had more life mm-hmm. prior to than where I am now, mm-hmm. and so. I'm accepting of my father um, not being able to fully acknowledge me yet because he still treats me like a girl. Like, he'll open my door, he'll hold my purse. If I try to help him out with stuff when I go home, he'll be like, no, don't do that. I don't want you to break your nails. Like, all this other kind of stuff. My mom is super conscious whenever we're in public. She always gets pronouns right, my name right, all that. She's she's on it. But um, they've never become distant they've never distanced themselves from me in any kind of way my father is still affectionate towards me and he's you know neither one of them make any apologies about who I am or what I am whenever I'm in a space and they have to introduce me gotcha so Mm -hmm. okay okay that's cute my um name of course came from Sierra okay so when Sierra came out and like 2003, 4. Right. Um, I immediately um, gravitated gravitated towards yeah. her. You know, because before I had Aaliyah. Right. You know, and that was like, I was crazy about Aaliyah. Um, and Sierra was like, I felt like I was watching the woman that I want to be. The girl that I want to be. Yeah. I was watching that. I was like, oh, that is so me. I already danced like this. And right. I'm like, you know, and everybody, as soon as she came out, everybody started calling me Little Cece. Right. Because I, we, first of all, we're from the same neighborhood. Sierra's from the same neighborhood as me, you know. Right. She right. stayed in Decatur in that same area. That's where she grew up at, you know. Um, and then later moved to Riverdale. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I grew up literally, um, as a female, that that was who I Model. modeled the woman that I want to be off of, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom, 
If you okay. see my mom, if you yeah. see her mannerisms, you could you see me and my mom all the time. Right. Everybody always say like, "Your mom is you, <laughs> <laughs> you and your mom, your right. mom is you." Um, so like so little CC that came from that, mm-hmm. and then um, everybody in the dance industry. Now mind you, I'm like a veteran in the dance world, right? right? So I don't even dance anymore, and girls know who I am, and I'm like, okay, you know that's cool. But like so, I was like CC that stamped, right? right? In school, it's stamped. Everybody called me CC or Dale, right. which was short for my uh, biological name. Okay. And uh, so then that changed, and my mom actually named me Sierra because I wanted to be, I wanted my name to be Nicole CC Harvey. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I was like, CC is just a nickname. Like, I can't go around saying CC is my right. first name. Right. You know, like, what, what? that doesn't sound right. My mom was like, well, why didn't you name yourself Sierra? And I'm like, um, I don't know. You know, I didn't <laughs> right. think about that. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't want to be Sierra. Call, right? And then, you know, well, she she literally said, well, your stage name can be Cece and your real name can be Sierra. So why don't you name yourself Sierra Nicole Harvey? Right. And I was like, okay. So we went through the process to get my name changed legally. What and is that process like? It's oh, easy. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You go to the courthouse, you fill out the paper, you wait 30 days, mm-hmm. you come back. And Lack of knowledge will always hinder girls. Mm-hmm. When you don't know, that will always hinder you. Okay? Because I could have changed my name way before I actually changed my name. Right? right? But you don't know. Good. But you don't know. I just feel like... I don't know why, but I just feel like I've heard it's like so hard to like no. change your name. I think some girls just don't want to want. do the investigation, mm-hmm. but it's only and it's only like two hundred dollars. But some is free. Yeah, if you go through the, free. yeah if, they, if you go through um, certain programs. Um, but like she said, you know, knowledge, and that was one of the things that I was grateful for about waiting is that I knew a lot, mm-hmm. so that as soon as I was ready to start. But okay, so it seems like y'all both in some form kind of have had it better than most in your as far as just the kind of revealing agree. to your parents like like you know your mom was able to be there though your dad wasn't where you of course she wanted I still to be. have my stepfather though okay, okay. which was tough because yeah my stepfather used to beat me when I was okay. younger right mm-hmm. it was, I don't know if it was a hate for my dad now mind you my, my stepfather's been in my life since I was a kid since right. I was born right, right. my dad and my mom broke up when she, like two months into her getting pregnant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So they weren't together uh, my whole life, right? It was just um, like a co parenting thing. And the truth came out yeah. as an adult that my mom caught my dad sleeping with a man. Right. So Maybe. my dad's hate for me is internal. Right. Okay. Right. 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 A lot of this is okay. <laughs> right. She <shook>. she <laughs> Baby, that's the story. She got me beat. So Baby, my, write your book now. My dad. Everybody says that my dad uh, was. So I had an uncle named Anthony, who I thought was my uncle, mm-hmm. but in reality was my stepfather, Big. and he stayed with us my whole shit young years. Up. That was the guy that my mom caught my dad with my dad stayed with him and he lied to people as if that was just a friend or a brother and right. we went to Virgin Islands that's where my dad's side of the family I'm yeah. like mm-hmm. a Caribbean family right. so Caribbean and Christian don't mix okay right. they evil alright so um, 
So oh. that that side of my family, nobody knew. My my grandma, everybody had suspicions about my dad. Right. And some people knew, like my auntie knew. Nobody ever told me. You know, right. my auntie Carla knew. Nobody ever told me. Nobody ever so said anything. So this was it was more. So that's why he was okay with you being gay. Gay. That's why he was, and that's why he he made statements like, and I never thought about this until my adult life. Like he used to make statements like, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're gay or not. But you need to dress like a man, and this is how you need to carry yourself. And it made more sense. He like, was kind of trying were to doing. keep you safe from, so that you could live your life because he couldn't. No, he way. was trying to get me to model my life the way he did because he's mm-hmm. like, I'm making it as a gay okay. man in the closet. You need to do this the okay. same. Right. Whatever, okay. whoever you have sex with in the bedroom should not be on the outside. Gotcha. Right. So, like, that was that was his thing. Okay. And so I found out stuff about, like, him, Anthony. I had gay men around me as a kid Didn't that know. now I, there's a man that my dad calls his brother that I used to call uncle. He messaged me when I turned, like, 24 and was, like, calling me baby and commenting on my pictures. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait, is this my uncle? Like, wait a right. minute. So I text, text my, like, mom and she hit up my dad. Right. And that became a whole thing because, he, right. like, that's kind of like almost Sheesh. pedophile. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I used to be somebody you called your nephew or yeah, niece or whatever, right. and you up there in my comments calling me baby. But, like, yeah, so my dad is, mm. now he's, I think, full out bisexual from what I heard that he has a boyfriend sure. or whatever and everybody knows. Now I don't know. Do I care? Sure. Not. Um, <laughs> But y'all haven't talked or anything. No, he's still. My last time I spoke to him was, uh, um, I was invited to. Well, I didn't speak to him. I was invited to Christmas at his house. This may be like five years ago, and uh, they were trying to get me to come. My auntie and my my cousins was trying to get me to come. And I was like, well, he doesn't want me there. Y'all know he don't give a fuck about me. Whatever. And they were like, no, it's everything is gonna be okay. Just come, just come. He knows you're coming. They lied to me. And I came, and my dad said, don't come on his porch. He told them not to let me on the porch, so everybody came outside, my grandma included. And so they see me as in woman form. This is the first time my Caribbean family has ever seen Cece. Cece, right? Right. So this was supposed to be like a big deal. So everybody came outside. and My cousin Demetrius, we were still close. We've always been close. So he knew. he The transition was, he was easy with him and his mom. Right. And... They kind of like hugged me and was like, "We're sorry, like we can't let you in." Like he's threatening to, Ugh, you know, sheesh. whatever. He threatened me, right? And then sent me a nasty text messages, calling me a disgrace and right. a faggot. And Jesus, yeah, he went in on me. Like, so much. I just never understand like what people, like how does that make you feel better to like be that way, especially like towards to your child, towards family, right? And you're supposed to be a man of God. Right. And you know what, though? And I say this, I say this, um, sometimes, and just from my own experiences, sometimes people, church people lose their self in church. And then church becomes priority over family. Like, that was one of the things that was big in my family. Like, my dad was one of the co-pastors of one of the biggest churches in Jacksonville, Florida. He also was over a prison ministry, and that became his thing. Like, he was always, like, in different cities and, like, preaching in different prisons and jails. And, like, we hardly ever saw him because he was always doing that. Mm -hmm. So now it's not about 
caring for my family, I have an image to uphold according to the word of God in the church. And I don't want to be judged by the church because I can risk losing my image or my whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the stuff so a lot of people lose yeah. their lose their family morals to religion. And that's I don't even when, think that's religion. Well, that, that's I, not. I think I think religion and of, relationship play a part then. It does, but I think a lot of men um, who get a position of authority, mm-hmm. period, and whatever their job is, you know, you hear about it more in white families just because they're more likely to you know accomplish those things Mm -hmm. but they give themselves to their job Mm -hmm. and you know they're in their minds they're creating a great life for their families Mm -hmm. but they're not spending time with their families right Um, and then the power is what yeah what feeds them them. and they don't want to give that up to do what is necessary right so gotcha it's sad. Like, listen, um, I think I'm like over. The I think my biggest lesson w- was finding God again in that. Yeah. Because I questioned my faith. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I questioned what I had learned because this is a man I learned it from. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a man who played sermons for me, and we would shout in the living room together. Yes. This is a man who taught me everything I need to know. I watching Shirley Caesar as as a kid and then meeting her at age six and right, you know right. and being around these powerful preachers and going to these right. sermons never heard them not once speak ill about gay people but my dad would you know right, what I'm saying? right. my dad would teach me that that was so everything he taught me i questioned and and that was the my faith as to, well you have to start over i had to start over you have to let that's when you let finally let go of religion and then become and, a relationship because be, yes. then it becomes a different and thing now i I don't look at myself as a religion, per, a religious person either. Yeah. I grew up Pentecostal, right. you know, um, and and now I I look at myself as just spiritual. I have mm-hmm. a spiritual connection with God. Right. I also believe in the universe. I also believe that uh, energy is powerful, mm-hmm. and and um, sometimes it's just that easy. It's the energy that you put out, and it's what you get back. It's what you get back. You know, and you you can identify all that and still have a relationship with God. That's not meaning energy is a God or 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 not mm-hmm. noticing God's power. Right. It's it's the things that God put out in the universe right. for for it to come back that way. You know, that's how I look at it. Oh, I see that. That's real. Do you um have y'all ever been fearful of like how the world is now? Like there's so many like you no know, deaths and murders yes. and like that. Are you ever is this an everyday thing for you or is this like is there a safe space for you? Living in California? No, I don't fear it. Living okay. here? Yes, every day. Okay. I for me it's about um trying to acknowledge what spaces you're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Um have you ever like stayed away from certain things because yeah definitely yeah and <laughs> i had a i had an instance um i was doing postmates and i had to pick up um a delivery and it was in the heart it was it was a it was a seafood plate that, that was attached to a convenience store on the corner of uh Stanton and Yes, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking exactly. about. It's on the back side of the gas station. Yes. yes. And I pulled up and I was like, 
Because you know the niggas be out front. Right. Right there. In <laughs> right the at the door. Yeah, right. And you know, mind you, it was like winterfall. But it was a sunny day that day, so everybody was just out mm-hmm. because it's like three apartment complexes right there. Right there, yeah, by yeah. A, um, convenience store, and so I'm just like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. <laughs> and I've never, I don't, I've never been uh, disillusioned to my passability. I do feel like people in Atlanta are much more discerning. Period. So even if you're on the 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 scale towards being unclockable, if you anything below ninety percent, <laughs> the know. people in Atlanta are going to get you, right? You know. Um, but the other thing is, I think a lot of it also is about your carriage, and it's not about looking defensive as much as you have to look unbothered. Mm. And so. Um, I think that for me, that's kind of a sense, that's a form for me of of a defense mechanism is making sure that I carry myself like I'm not worried about what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, you know, fear, people smell fear, just like dogs. And so when they notice that you're looking antsy about everything going on, then they're going to attach themselves to it and then they're going to start yeah. mm-hmm. you know um, and it's not even about it's not even about them clocking you as much as I think it's, it's about them saying I can get under her skin or I can make her afraid or mm-hmm. I can bully this person or does this person look so unbothered that it's not going to mm-hmm. matter Phase, right to be honest I have not had that moment in so long right mm-hmm. I grew up in the hood so I know what those that feels like right but I haven't had that moment in a while because I told myself, I vowed to myself that I would not put myself in risky situations, right? And this is where I am going to probably get red when they hear this. I'm sure people will not like what I'm about to say. I think a lot of girls um, downfall with deaths of black trans women, um, mostly done by black men. Are because of their them ignoring risk factors them ignore and I'm not putting them de- their deaths on themselves however a lot of girls put themselves in risky situations and they date now I'm not saying going to a convenience store should be you know that you should be able to especially if you grew up in that environment I should be able to go to the store and I right. do if I if I have to get out the store and go to a, and go to a store I do that but I right. try to remain because I'm, I'm normally like the life of the party. Right. So I try to tone that down. And I'm like, you're a lady. Walk in here as a lady. Confident. Mm-hmm. Get what you need to get. And get the hell on out of here. Right. Okay? You can do all the extra when you're around <laughs> your friends. Right. Get in there. Get what you need to get. And get out. Right. So that you're not noticed. So I try to be unnoticed. Right? But that's hard to do when you have a presence about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... I personally believe... Like, girls put themselves in, in situations that are risky, dating these DL dudes, mm-hmm. uh, these DL thug dudes, and then next week you get beat up by a whole group of guys, you know, um, who are his friends right. because they found out you're a trans girl. And then they tell him, like, you know that's a tranny, da-da-da-da-da. He knows, of course. Right? Because right? he's probably getting fucked by her. <laughs> but, oh, <he's> <laughs> true tea, you know. But 
because of that risk factor that we ignore just because of the style that we love or the feeling that it gives us in the moment, we ignore those risk factors. And unfortunately, that puts us in a, a, a sense of um, um, a space where to us to, for us to get attacked. Right. You know, right. like if I'm dating a guy who I know is not comfortable with himself, I have to think to myself, you are mentally ill. And it might backfire on you later. I'm not mentally ill. I'm right. sure of who I am. You're mentally right. ill because you're not. Right? You're not right. sure. You're still hiding you who you are. So if you're still hiding who you are, you are mentally ill to me. I cannot put myself in no risky situations. So I don't. I don't sex work. Never have. I don't. Um, I don't. And it's not that I have anything against it. You know, it's an industry for everybody. Right? Right. right. And just as much as I know I like sex, I know these men like sex, right. and if they want to pay for it, the girls need to be there to do it, right? Right. And if the girls th- who can do that and professionally professionally do it and make a nice point, I'm going to make more money than I do, and I okay. make six figures now, so I'm like, you know, right. shit, you know, you, you, you there, you know what I'm saying? So if, if you can do that and, and be cool, you know what I'm saying, like, right. whatever. I just don't I am not the person for that, you know, like, I don't want to put myself in those risky situations. I don't want my mama to ever wake up and see on the news Your her face. baby being, being misgendered, because that's what they're going to do. Fox News going to misgender me. Right. You know, I don't ever want to give that, them, 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 them that satisfaction over a nut. Right. Because that's what I am to a ideal man, a nut, a fantasy that you can't even put to display for the world. Right. You're not even proud of me enough to display me to the world. I'm not your queen. Right. You somebody else your queen. You know? True. Go ahead. Look. I understand what you're saying and I agree partially, mm-hmm. but I don't think that last part about not being your queen, that's not a trans issue. Because I work with cisgender women. Mm -hmm. And I thought for the longest time, oh, these men don't want to take me out on a date because I'm trans, blah, 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 blah. I work with a gang of bad bitches. They have the same problems. Oh, wow. You know, and any man, you know, who wants a trophy could pick from the lineup. Yeah. But these girls are having the same issue. No, um, they just all want to Netflix and chill. Da, 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 da. Um, and 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 maybe it is because you know being a dancer is considered a sex work, and so there's a you know there's an identity and stereotype that goes with that. But it's it, I can say with assurance that it's not just a trans issue. Yes, there are men who are not comfortable with who they are or with comfortable with being with trans women in public. However, I think that just the overall integrity of men in today's culture mm-hmm. is compromised. It's compromised. You know, um, and cis women, trans women, mothers have all contributed to um, how this has developed over time. They're Unf- the main factor. Unfortunately, to me. Unfortunately, the thing that's happened, and, and it's very psychological, specifically in the black community, is that because father figures have been removed in a lot of instances, mm-hmm. then what has happened is psychologically men 
have attached themselves to women and become dependent and they don't even know that mm -hmm. and so there's this thing of um, a woman who's working and trying to take care of her kids I don't have time to tell you and teach you how to do everything I just do it myself mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so there's this thing of men becoming entitled to what a woman is supposed to do for them mm. they become entitled to how a woman is supposed to show up because they don't see a lot of times they may not be privy to seeing a woman being treated like a lady and if I don't have time to teach you how to treat a woman like a lady mm -hmm. where are you going to learn it from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you've never seen me go on a date with a man or if I've never told you this is how you treat a girl so you're supposed to take her out on a date then how do you know how that whole process works? Right. Mm -hmm. Only thing you've seen is when somebody come over to the house, your mama cook for them, and you got to go in the room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, you know, right. You know, so it's this thing of this is this is the culture in their minds that they're set up. That's how they pursue women. Yeah, they don't even a lot of men aren't aren't they did they don't they don't even know the etiquette. They don't even know dating etiquette, and as women who are going after a certain type of experience because we are southern then we believe in courtship right and so we want the man to take the initiative to ask us out on a date to open our door for us to parade us like the queen that we supposed to think we are right, right? however whenever men have been disenfranchised in that whole process they don't feel like they want to do that no more well they don't know they don't know that they, uh, they, yeah, don't, they don't know, know to do it yeah you know, they don't know to do it. They have to be taught. And we get so fed up with our own struggle mm -hmm. that we don't like to take the time to say, this is how I want to be treated. Because we are already thinking because of our own PTSD. Right. But there's, there's the opposite side to that, too. There's guys who have done that, have courted, and girls treat them like crap. Treat them like a trick. And, and, yeah. and, and they're yeah. like, well, damn, yeah. I ain't finna do that no more. Yeah. Know? Right. They look yeah. at all women the same. And then now that becomes a... A cycle, you know, because cycle. once again in society today, that's what's put out. Mm -hmm. All of the mainstream music by women is about how to play a dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's nothing, and and vice versa with with men. There's no respect for each other each in other. society. Because they are images. always talking about how they fuck somebody else, bitch. Where is your... Get your literally, own bitch. Like, they you are always, always fucking my bitch, girl. When you gonna fuck your own? Right. Literally, <laughs> if you pull up any song, it's always... I fucked your bitch. I'ma steal your bitch. I fucked your bitch. Your bitch called me. Well, we was I on the phone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take like, your man. Like, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Like, I've gotten to the point with dating that I'm like... You're right, you know. Some women don't want to teach. Some yeah. women... I have to. I just have to. I have to, but it's almost like because I feel like you also, well, unfortunately, as a trans woman, I just feel like I have to teach them because every man, especially in California, I'm, you know, I'm living a whole different type of environment. Whereas of here, I thought I was like every everybody kind of knows me here, so right. it's like if you want to date me, you already know what you I get. You right. know, right. you already know what it is. I want to go on a date. I ain't you're not gonna be treating me like a trick. Right. You know, etc. In California, those girls trick. Those girls are escorts. You know, those girls, you have two sides. You have guys who do hold those girls as trophies, mm -hmm. even if they're just escorts. Oh. They hold them as, and they're proud to. You know, they're a lot more progressive there in that state of mind, right? Mm -hmm. 
And, but I'm not. I'm not a, a trick. I'm not an escort. I'm not, mm-hmm. a, you know, whatever your sexual fantasy. You are, we are going to go on a date. You don't have to take me. You know, we can meet there. I have my own car. I have my own money. <laughs> right. um, um, we can go on a date. We can meet in, somewhere in public because you're not coming to my house. You might rape me. And throw me in the bathroom, stab me, and kill me to death. Jesus, um, okay. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very dramatic about it, but no, for that's real. That's story. Yeah. So it's I'm true. like, no, um, I don't want you to come to my house. We can meet in person somewhere for the first day. Let's hang out, see if we cool with each other, we like each other. Because when you walk in a room, I'm at a point where now, you know, um, I've had enough experiences to know, like, what it is, what it ain't. Just by the way you walk up in here, it's a no. I know it's a no. Just by the way you walk up in here, you don't look at three girls while you walk up in here coming to me and you checking out three other girls, not knowing which girl is in this room. And you know who I, how I look. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, no, see, no, you ain't the one for me, boo. So when do you have the conversation of I'm trans? Before we meet? Off the gate. Okay, that's fine. Like if I meet a guy in if I meet a guy in, in public, public and mm-hmm. I can tell or I get the suspicion that he don't know T, then what I'm gonna do is we're gonna exchange phone numbers mm-hmm. and then when I get into a space, a safe space. Then I'll then I'll be like, Hey, did you did you get it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, okay. and but always so do you, think you think that's a that's a fault in a lot of girls like not no, tell I don't think away? that's a thing not anymore. anymore. I don't think it's I don't a think thing that's anymore. a thing anymore. People know. Yeah, there are very few girls who are trying to live stealth in that kind of way. Yeah. To where it's like they trick and do that's yeah. That's, that's why when people pull that agenda now, I'm like, bitch, mm-hmm. that don't even happen no more. People ain't no tricking nobody, baby. You know, you don't watch enough TV, enough polls. These straight people are watching polls, okay? They so are. you watch enough and see enough social media to know what a trans, how a trans woman care herself, how, because honestly, it's generic. You know, uh, it's a formula to uh, a trans woman. What we have different size, different areas of trans people right. men no they're not dumb i mean i'll say this some there are some people i mean there there we come like i said we come from a or atlanta is a place that's a lot more discerning than other areas yeah, of the you're world right. mm-hmm. when i was in california baby i was but they don't know sliding i was i'm sliding sliding no i'm sliding i'm sliding slide bitch in atlanta Baby, they know. Look you up and down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times you are so right about that. <laughs> I think a lot of times, um, when it comes to disclosure, um, if you just look at the girls who are on social media, and they have half a million followers. That's not all LGBT folk. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Not. Definitely not. Um, and and like, um, there was a huge, huge surge in popularity amongst trans women when um, <laughs> when T. S. Madison did her when T. S. Madison did her vine. Huge, huge. Every dude I had just moved to Atlanta around that time. Almost every dude. That I encountered in person was like, do you know who T.S. Madison is? You know who T.S. Madison is? You know who T.S. Madison is? And it's just like, yeah, I, I, we're not friends, but I know who she is. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, yeah. so, so it's like they're going after these encounters mm-hmm. a lot of times. 
Now, what is surprising to me is how many young boys are with the shit. Completely. Because, like, I don't like younger guys, but the amount of guys that hit me that are, like, 19, 20, and I'm like, how y'all Baby. even own this? Right. Oh, they they <laughs> right. know I'm and they And school. I'm talking about they want the things. They are asking for it off the menu. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... <laughs> And they're, <laughs> I am a lame. They're way more vocal <laughs> like, than the old They really are. They they're really, and they are unapologetic mm-hmm. about pursuing their sexual desires. And a lot of them, I will say this to their credit, a lot of them are are will say, "Yeah, I don't care. I mean, we can go out." Yeah, you know, the new so, generation is a lot different. The new generation is very more. Open to a lot of things when you think about Do you think race it's because and of like um like exposure and education. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely that. Like okay, so like from so for me, um, I haven't had a lot of experience lately where I have to say I'm a trans woman, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, oh, like before she's, you go into that, you because you said earlier, um, you said somebody call you a tranny. Do y'all hate that word? Like, I hate tranny? that word. I do. It's like for me, it's like nigga and bitch. It's yeah. like inside the community, like my me, my girlfriend. Our girlfriends can say it, but it's like no, I don't okay. even like when gay men say it because because I, I a lot a lot of gay men don't even like us. I don't. I've never really I don't said think it's it. A lot. I just I think the ones that don't they are really loud. Oh yeah, you're right. About I, that. I was gonna say I have re, never really said it because it just I don't. I know, equated it, it to like faggot. I did, I thought it was disrespectful. It right. is in in my in my opinion, it's like nigga faggot bitch. Yeah, I equated it's, it. So I was like, I don't because it's, we it's like, a slur. It's a it's right. a it, it was used yeah. as a negative slur. That's how the okay. the the okay. I think I don't think training was used as a negative slur. I think it was just used as a acronym because to not say transsexual, I just think that it's just evolved. Like it's almost like colored. Uh, yeah. My colored wasn't meant to be bad, but it's antiquated. And so right, if you call yeah, somebody right. colored now, yeah. it just makes it seem like, racist and bitch. Oh, yeah. 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 It's right. not that it was a bad word, it's just antiquated. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was you know, tranny, transy, you know, that kind of thing in the 90s. T.S., she male, like all those things were acceptable at that particular point in time. Right. I'm, not, I'm, not mad, I'm not mad at T.S., though. No. Yeah, beca- I'm not mad at No, that's because it's, it's not as quite as demonstrative. But, um, <laughs> But um, usually T.S. was used in front of your name like Miss. So it's like a lot of older girls, T.S. Keisha, T.S. It's like, that's not oh, my yeah, name. That's not <laughs> my name. Gotcha. That's not, <laughs> that's not my name. That's what they put on, that's what they okay. do on those apps. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like Madison, T.S. Madison. Mm-hmm. And so, um, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just an antiquated term. Do you think that some people, and I've, just from looking at lately on how social media, do you think that a lot of gay boys transition because they just want to be a pretty bitch and they don't? It's not the it's not real of being I, a woman. I think um, transitioning nowadays, uh, you have two sides of it because it's so popular and it's a trend for some. Yeah, that's what like it feels like it's so much like the girls just want to get their titties done and get a wig and just be like a bad bitch. But that's not a new concept. No, it's a lot of. Girls who we know today as legends in our community who have transitioned, For their who careers. did not want to transition and did not see themselves as a woman, right. but because they were in that career and they knew getting titties would make them win Continental, they knew Ooh. titties would make them win MBU, they knew that was the way mm-hmm. to go to yeah. be getting crowned and 
you know, to right. to get higher status, mm-hmm. you know? Gotcha. Because, honestly, in, in that world, the trans girls are trophied, you know? Yeah. Like, we're trophied, you know? And Rather than I've, the boys who do drag. Yeah. I because I know... Oh, go ahead. That were. Well, were, I just feel yeah. like... I, and I was going to say, I feel like probably because trans girls can offer like more nudity and like more like a realistic illusion a re- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 because i met to, a, like, um, a guy i guess i would say guy because he said that he only transitioned for pageantry and for drag and so as he gets older he doesn't want it all anymore mm. like he's kind of i don't want my grandchildren and things and it just as he gets older he's like kind of over it so he literally is about to get all the work removed mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah so that's not a new concept in terms of um people wanting to do it for purely aesthetic reasons mm-hmm. um that's that's not a new concept mm-hmm. i think that once again because of the popularity of the culture mm-hmm. then you have a lot more people wanting to be a part of it you have a lot more people wanting to participate mm-hmm. in um in that lifestyle and so yeah there are a lot of people who would like Oh, I didn't get life in the scene as a boy, but when I got in drag, everybody was living for me. So they keep. But now you gotta live that, like in your personal space. It's almost like. Well, what they don't think about is that you're gonna get a whole boo. Yeah, and they don't think about that part. They think about what's now, and and people are thinking about the surface. It's just a sur. Right, it's (laughs) it's surface level mentality instead of thinking about the broad aspect. You have to grow old. You want a family. You want to get married. They're not thinking about all that. Thinking about right now, what's going to be fulfilling? What's nice? What feels good? Okay, she's on the black market. I can get my booty done for this much. Oh, well, I can go to Mexico get my. BL, BBL, for this much. Okay, boom, boom, boom. I done went and got that. Now I'm up there, up there. Right. So now I'm 30, 40, 50, you know, and I'm sitting around like, well, wait a minute now, because I want to be a man. I want to marry a woman. You know, some some right. of them think that way, you know, and right. it's like, yeah. And so, okay, so like, so I date guy, gay guys, right? Okay. I don't necessarily uh, date which, men who identify as straight. Right. Right, so I either date non-binary or pansexuals or gay men, right, who are attracted to trans women. I don't want a gay man who wants to closet me, too, because gay man has that aspect of wanting to closet the relationship, too, right? So, um, I don't, I think my ex, ugh, yikes, my ex (laughs) is transitioning. Okay. I feel like I'm not putting that on myself. Male to female. I'm not putting that on myself, but we were engaged, and I feel like I always get these guys who <laughs> eventually wants to transition, and I'm like, wait. Do you think we it's break they, up? They had to. They experience me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say experience you, but more so like they lived. They had me. that vulnerability yeah, I, with every them. every guy who has done that has treated me like they're Barbie. You know, they want to buy shoes for me. They want to get me all cute. They want to pick out my nail color. Right. They, and I'm not thinking about subconsciously what they're doing is living through me. Right. They're picking out the color for them. You know, right. like, this right, is what right. the color I want to use. And so I was thinking, like, well, am I the reason why they transitioned after I break? No. This is something I already wanted to do. You just kind of helped. I kind of showed them. It's possible. It's possible to, like, 
and I guess because they see you during, because they don't really see us in you regular life. Hell. So yeah. exactly, normally the 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 guys, the gay guys, they just see us on the show. They think that's all that it is to mm-hmm. trans women. So they don't see us on a daily basis. He got to see me go to work every day. Right. Get up and get in clothes, go to work, okay. and experience that life. Sweatpants, hair tie, exactly. <laughs> Going to a restaurant, eating, sitting down, and not getting noticed, and you right. know, not having to be feeling like you know I have to live. You know, he had, he got right. to experience that. I feel like after the relationship, he was able to just walk in. She was able to just walk into her own. Right. You know, and I I think you know that's cool, but yikes. <laughs> Would you? I don't know. No. Would you um no? <laughs> if you haven't already, would you have bottom surgery? Oh, um. <laughs> if you don't want to share, you don't have to. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. So this is my opinion about bottom. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> like I you said earlier, I have I have vagina envy. However, the thing with bottom surgery um, that um, frightens me is that um, all the potential mishaps, um, the process in and of itself, having to dilate. This and that and the other thing, and listen. It's just a, a, a so tedious it's, process. It's a tedious process, and knowing myself, I don't want to have a malfunctioning vagina. Right. Okay. Right. And um, I don't want. I don't want. <clears throat> I don't want to be limited in. Mm-hmm. My sexual pleasure, pleasure. partner potential, mm-hmm. because when you have a manufactured vagina, you can't take every dick that you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not a size queen. I'm not. <laughs> However, I've never turned down a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, but if you, but in that instance, it's like you got to say. We can't, we can't, can't do that. You're going to hit the bottom real early. You know, I don't want that <laughs> right. experience. And so it's those things mm-hmm. that, that keep me from wanting bottom surgery. If I were to have bottom surgery and I could have 100% assurance that it would function the way I see one function in a movie, then I'd be like, let go! <laughs> right. I, I've talked to enough girls who've had bottom surgery and listening to them tell stories about how they have to teach themselves how to pleasure themselves again because oh, a whole... there's that process um, and then just the process of after you have after you have the surgery making your vagina function mm-hmm. by dilating and doing all those other oh, things okay. um, and I'm a fairly sexual creature and so but like once you have that operation not to say that I would want to but I know that once you have that operation that you got to call a quiz for a good six months oof yeah I mean, like like I'm, I'm a very um, sexual being. Um, <laughs> I come off very sweet and innocent, but I'm like a beast. When the lights go out, I got your baby. I'm a whole different person when it comes to sex. Right. I'm not ZZ. <laughs> I don't know who that bitch is. Right. Call her name. Right. That bitch is nasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Um, I um, have gotten comfortable with my body, right? There are all things that I want to change to feminize me more, Mm -hmm. right, in my mind. Um, And that's not one of those things, right? I used to say all the time, um, because, so I've grown grown sexually. And I've I've been able to, in my 
my work from. So I work at Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. I work in the adolescent and young adult medicine, sex ed. Um, oh, okay. And so nice. I do a lot of sex ed talk. Uh, um, I'm HIV certified now to you know do HIV counseling, uh, counseling, also testing. Okay. Um, and so I can do testing in that region. Right. And um, and so with that being said, I've learned a lot in my training for my job. And going out here and teaching these trans girls about this and about that, you know, I've learned a lot and I've heard a lot, right? Right. So I've been able to separate sexuality um, from my gender. Okay. And um, and I think if the world did that, separated sexuality from gender, they will understand trans women a lot more, right? Uh, especially in the gay world, right? Right. Um, sexually, I like things that maybe people want connect with my gender, right? Gotcha. And um, and so I'm like, you know, because I've grown into sexual. When I was younger, it was like being a southern girl. You want to be coddled. You want to be treated like a lady. You want right. to be pounded. <laughs> you know, right. Right. and that's what I was getting done to me. You know, right. I didn't right. start it. I didn't even masturbate until I turned maybe 19. Okay. My whole younger days, I didn't do that stuff. Oh, I was ignoring was, yourself. I was, I was ignoring that. Okay. I was I didn't, when I woke up, I felt disgusted. You know, the feeling right. of waking up in that feeling. Right. I felt disgusted with myself. I was like, no, that's not how I was supposed to be. So then I did think, I, want, I can't wait to get this out of me. I can't wait to right. get this off of right. me and have a pussy so I can be with a man that it's right. like this right. and then I dated a gay guy when I turned maybe like 20 my first experience with a gay man mm-hmm. and he turned me out he didn't <laughs> <laughs> he sure did he told me right on <laughs> but it opened my mind yeah. and he talked to me about like stuff like right. he talked me into stuff that I would normally not do and I did it and I was like Okay, well, this is not as bad as I really thought it, and it does not make me feel masculine, and it right. does, you know, whatever. Right. right. So, with that, I was able to grow sexually and grow mentally to where I'm like, I know what I want. I know what I I want with my body. I know what I want with my transition. I'm so sure of that. I don't need a pussy to to be a woman, you know. Right. Um. Which and, is my next and, question. And what's down there, you. it doesn't define me, yeah. and it doesn't define any trans person, right? Transgender is a, just like woman is a category, transgender is a category, right? Mm-hmm. And you have so many subcategories under that, right? Right, right, right You have right. the non-binary men, right? Who pre- present, <laughs> non-binary people who present as male, yeah. who identify as transgender, right? Yeah. But they present as male and they don't feel like a man but they're comfortable with how they present. We have to respect that space, right? Right. Because the term transgender is how you identify, right? It's not about how many surgeries you got, how many breast implant surgeries you got, Mm -hmm. how big your titties is, how your face looks. It's not about that, right? It's about how you identify. So if we're thinking about that, that's the case, right? And then transsexual, that's a different thing, right? Right. A transsexual is somebody who's nine times out of ten post-op. Right. right, who's already went through all the surgeries, who has had that removing, who has successfully all the way transitioned uh, physically, right? right? Not the mental transition, 
Right. Transgender is just the mental transition of it, right? So, like, with that being said, like, I'm a transgender woman. I'm not a transsexual yet, you right. know? Probably would never be labeled as a transsexual, right. you know? I, I'm okay with that. I want to marry a man who's comfortable with their body, comfortable with my body, comfortable with sex. I want to be sexually fluid <laughs> in the bedroom, okay? Right. And I don't want to have to be confined to taking right, a right. big old dick every day, okay? Right, and right. that ain't the case. And I want kids. My kid, Regardless of the thing is, people focus too much on what you got between your legs and sex when that is right. something that's... Why, why is it that private anymore? Right. Like, why is it... Why am I supposed to have an... A, explain... And I'm not saying now, but why, yeah. why are people having to explain what they like sexually and connecting that with who they are as a, a gender. Because they put it under the same umbrella. We were having this conversation earlier. The T should not be with LGB. Because mm-hmm. T is an identity. Yep. LGB is sexual orientation. Yes, I agree. And those are, and those are different things. And I think it, it... Of course, it's coupled in there because they want to make it all alternative lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Air quotes. Right. <laughs> um, but the reality of it is that... Um, Especially especially as we um, started this whole acronym, um, a lot of trans women were once identified as gay men. Gay men. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it kind of got thrown into the mix. Um, Do you think that's why there may be a separation between the two? You mean within the community? Yeah, like separation between gay men and, and trans. trans women. Yes, because I think there's a piece of it, um, there's, there's a couple things to it. One, um, there's the um, envy mm, of of certain men who want to be able to attract a certain type of man, uh-huh. and them separating the idea that this man is not attracted to you because you look like a man. Mm-hmm. I look like a woman, and they're attracted. That's what makes him straight, right? Mm-hmm. The attraction makes you straight. Not what you do in the, in the bedroom. bedroom. The bed, thank you. Mm, mm. Right. Because I had a conversation one time about some with somebody because I was like, um, I have I have definitely been attracted to some trans men and we could go on dates, we could do whatever, we could you could have me. Okay. <laughs> but and it was like, Well, you know, they still downstairs and I'm like that doesn't matter to me. Like when I when when I open these eyeballs and I see this man in front of me, like that is attractive to me because I his You're whole being, his figure, aura, right. yeah, like his personality, like all of that attracts me way before we get to anything sexual. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I. Right. You know what I'm saying? What sex, I say? Yeah. Sex is an activity. Okay. It's not a being. Right, exactly. is an activity. It's an, it's, an, it's an activity. And so, um, in terms of trying to couple all of that together, so you have that piece, you have the envy piece, then you have the piece of some who once were, some, some people who once did identify, you know, as gay cisgender people and then transitioned. And so then you have the people who are like, I can't believe that this happened and I used to date you. Uh, Peace. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then you have the then you have the area of folks who feel like um, if you're not cisgendered, then you're not authentically your gender, and that can be on either side because you can't offer what I can offer as a cisgender person. 
Right. And that's everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's every cisgender person. Mm-hmm. And so some cisgender people are gay. And so for someone who looks at a, for a, a cisgendered gay man looking at a trans man who's attracted to men and has to compete now. Right. That's a motherfucking... Right. You right. can't you know compete with me. I got a dick between and, my legs. Right. right. And right. so there's that. You know, you can't offer the same thing. I, I you know, but, but if you're a gay top who does not want their booty played with, right. a trans man is not an issue. Mm-hmm. This is true. Especially I mean, in, unless, not unless the trans man wants to strap up. Right. Well, <laughs> well some trans men don't like that to right. be acknowledged down there. And right. some do. You know? But, but, it's, but, but even the ones who don't may not like their front acknowledged, that doesn't mean that they're opposed the be- to anal sex. No, yeah, true. Right. That mm-hmm. is true too. Would you date a trans man? I don't know. I would. I have. Okay. I've never been in, I've never been in a situation um, that lended itself to me considering that. I find trans men attractive, uh-huh. um, but I've never oh. had to just say, um, this is what's going to happen. You know, right. right. So. What are like the downsides of being on hormones? Uh, <laughs> weight gain ding, 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 ding. number one that's number one yeah um, okay. weight gain um depending on sexual de- desire I didn't even know what sexual desire <laughs> <laughs> girl I was still able to go 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 well see, the, the, for me for me when I transitioned I had more of a craving to be penetrated okay so, Especially if they start touching right here. So it was like, <laughs> be back. This is so too much information, but it was like I became more promiscuous when I was on hormones okay. because I had the desire t- mm-hmm. to be penetrated a lot more. Um, and do you ever come off of them, or is that a lifetime thing? Uh, it's it depends on the girl. It just depends on the girl. Yeah, okay. on the girl. Um, you, I you definitely don't have to stay on them. No. Mm-hmm. To maintain, I go on and off. I think you know? most girls go on and off. Okay. Then now, once you've had, uh, once you've had sexual reassignment surgery, then you have to stay. You on. have to stay on. Oh, okay. okay, so my breast is my issue, right? Mm-hmm. I some girls have this issue, some girls don't. Right. I I like to say lactate, but I leak. Yes. Right. Okay. And um, because of. Taking the hormones. So when I'm on a full regimen of hormones for a certain amount of time, I start to leak. Okay. Right? As if I'm like lactating. Oh, okay. Right? okay. And I've gotten a really great, you know. Did you have any work done? No. I was, you want me to show you? No, you don't have to. Buddy. You know, so, so do you feel? <laughs> like, so, like, so the one day so, you posted a picture, I said, Mama got some big titties. That was my so thing I was I was surprised. Okay. You know, one day I just really woke up and it was there. <laughs> like I feel like it was right. No, no. Well, not really. I, but well, I developed seriously. I developed breasts in seventh grade. Oh, really? True story. Okay. Yeah. Like my mom has big breasts, right. so you. Re- it's really a genetic. A, a genetic it thing. Is. So okay. when you're on hormones, you're going through puberty, puberty again. Again. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. So your body is just. Let's say this is one gender, yeah. and then this is female. This is male. You're here. Your body is doing this. Right, right, right <laughs> going right, back right, to the other space. Over, right. Okay. right, so you kind of have an de, uh, depubertize <laughs> to now puberty. Right, <laughs> so puberty reason. Right, <laughs> right. But no, so that was like 
like that thing. So when I when I got on hormones, I was a whore. <laughs> True story. <laughs> um, same thing. Like I was very sexual. That was the first time I had a sexual experience with a gay guy. Okay. After like I started hormones. Right. And I was told I couldn't have sex for six months, so I didn't. Right. But I was so horny those six months. So hard. <laughs> so I would just bottom. And then after the six months was up, it was hard for me to get hard. <laughs> and I mean, an erection. Oh, sorry. I forget. Okay, no, erectile. It was hard for me to get erectile. <laughs> okay. It was hard for me to do that and to stay that. And so that was like, uh, what the fuck? So somebody gave me some insight. And said to just masturbate more often, right? Okay. And so, and this was a doctor. Mm-hmm. They said that if you still want to use it, mm-hmm. right, that you just need to masturbate. You need to ejaculate. You need to ejaculate body. at least twice a week, oh, right? Okay. At least twice a week, so that way your body is training itself. Because if you're hormone blockers, now you might something may not come out. Right. But at least you will get the pleasure and you'll be able to get like, the uh, sensation. So I, nothing okay. comes out that I don't have sperm. And that's because out. of the hormones. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had a surgery when I was younger. Okay. Um, so I already have... I, I can't believe I'm going to say this shit. This is really <laughs> Um I've already had a certain surgery on a certain part down there uh-huh. that was taken out. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And... Because I had testicular cancer. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes right. sense. Gotcha. Okay. And so they took one out, right? Okay. So if I'm on blockers, don't it does... Right. Don't need to worry about it. Honestly, I've been on blockers. I would, I would get off of hormones and stay on blockers, right? Okay. Um, and for many reasons, like hair growth and stuff like that, right? Because right? once you get off hormones, if you get off completely, the hair grows so, back unless you have done... Like electrolysis and stuff like right. that. So there's two different like hormones and blockers. It has estrogen and testosterone. And there's blockers. two type. There's two uh, type okay. of hormones too. So you have estrogen and you have progesterone, right? Progesterone helps with breast growth. Okay. Some girls need that because no matter how much they're on hormones, their breasts won't grow. Right. Uh, okay. Right. You can be on hormones for like four years and there was still little to none breast growth. That but that's genetics, right? Right. Gotcha. Um, progesterone will help feed that okay. tissue there. Okay. Uh, and then you have the estrogen, which is the hormone. Right. You know? Right. Progesterone is just something to help with just the right. rest. Gotcha. And then you have the blockers, which helps us slow down or stop uh, producing testosterone. Producing testosterone, which stops you from coming, you know, and all of that. So then, okay, so then how you said, like, people don't have to be on hormones all the time. Do you still have to take the blockers? Though? No. I mean, uh, that. So if you don't take the blockers, know that if you are having sex in the form where you are ejaculating, your body that is going to start reversing, okay. right? Yeah. So your body will start to produce testosterone because the more you jack off, men are supposed to ejaculate, right. right? Right. You are supposed to. Your body is supposed to do that. So if you are doing that, you are building testosterone, right? If we as a trans person do that and we're not on blockers and we're not on hormones, then that we're building testosterone. That's why I like to stay on blockers because no matter how much sex I'm having, I'm stopping that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, yeah. 
But it's not like your your breast gonna deflate and turn. It's not like I'm gonna turn into you. Right. But bitch, I'm soft and cutty, bitch. The girls question her. Let me stop. Um. What would you say to somebody who is going through the transition or deciding to, like, want to transition? Like, I guess young. If they were young. Or even older. Or, like, like yeah, somebody that's, like... Just somebody who's thinking about it or they don't know where to start or... I would say uh, gain. Knowledge is power. Okay. Gain as much knowledge mm-hmm. before... Uh, you make any decisions? Before you make any decisions uh, physically mm-hmm. changing. Um, I think... To start off living as a woman would be ideal. To start very, I I believe that a person should start very small unless they're confident enough to just go straight through. Mm-hmm. You know, I think starting off with nails and then starting with makeup okay. and then now start wearing wigs. Gradually do that so that mentally you're preparing yourself for the next step and you're taking process. Everything is a process, right? Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't happen overnight. It's not gonna. You're not gonna look like. Naomi Campbell tomorrow, okay? <laughs> so, everything is a process. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Take your time. Love yourself. Mentally check in. That's That would be my, my thing. Mentally check in. Make sure you're doing the right things. Making, making sure you're uh, giving yourself positive affirmations. I am beautiful. I am this. Making sure when you look in the mirror, mirror that you're seeing progress and you're proud of that progress. Right, right. And that you're not transitioning for anybody else. Mm. That's actually great advice. Okay. <laughs> I, um, yeah. This, yeah. I don't think there's anything that I would subtract from that. Okay. Did that? <laughs> because, because so many of these girls try to be microwave trainers. Mm-hmm. So you think that? Do you think that for both of y'all? Because I know you both mentioned like drag. You think that helped you kind of ease your way into? For no. me. For you personally. For me. No. Okay. Um, it helped because. Um, it allowed me to see a lot of things in terms of carriage and dress and styling mm-hmm. um, and even in terms of meeting other girls. Okay. Um, yeah. And so had it not been for that, there'd be a lot of questions that I would have moving into my transition. So like I said, I for me, waiting late, I was really well informed going into it. Yeah. Um, I knew that... Um, you know, I needed to find a physician. I knew that I wanted to get my name changed before I started actually walking around as a woman. I knew that um, there were certain things, and and I was already familiar with makeup application. I was already already familiar with the type of aesthetic that I wanted to give as a girl. Mm-hmm. I was already familiar with what complements my shape and this yeah. that, and that other thing. So it was a help for me. It was a yeah. help for me. Uh, in that as self aspect, mm-hmm. no, okay. it wasn't. I was already there. Right. Um, community aspect, yes, mm-hmm. because I didn't have uh that community support under- system. And stuff I, like I started that. performing at seventeen right. at scores, and and then came chaparral. Right. So, um, like this is like my ten year anniversary. Three weeks is my ten year anniversary of drag. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, well, let's do something. <clears throat> there a reason to get in drag? Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you just get me out. Okay. Here. Um. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So 
that was me opening in community, seeing more trans women. Raquel was my mom. Lord. Raquel Lord. Okay. Oh, wow. So that was the first trans woman that I seen in person. Me too. And that was who I was um, exposed to modeling myself after, mm-hmm. right? Because she was teaching me things, good teachings mm-hmm. about uh, cleanliness um, and how to carry myself. Right. You know? Because I didn't know she was a <laughs> Funny, funny story. I didn't know she was a trans woman. Just how I found out. We was in, she was in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for telling the story. She was in the dressing room, and she went to the bathroom to tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, whatever. Right. And she went in the bathroom, and Sophia... Now, I knew Sophia as a, as a kid. Right. Right, because, mm-hmm. you know, I was a child star, so right. her being on the radio, I had already met Sophia. Right. right. So I was comfortable. It felt like home. Right. You know? So I was like, Miss Sophia... I whispered to her. I was like, Miss Sophia, is Raquel, because everybody keep like joking with her you know they would make jokes about like right. her whatever Sophia would call her man I'm like, like young man like yeah, they always, they they always look at each other and be like young man I was like wait a minute now so I didn't notice her hands you know and I was like wait Miss Sophia is Raquel like a and she said Raquel CC asked if you was a man <laughs> And Raquel is in the bathroom. Oh so Raquel walks out and say, what? Like, the, that was like a hilarious moment. Right. And she denied it, right? right? So I'm young, right? So I don't so know. Yeah, I'm yeah. 17. Right. So I don't know. You know, this is my right. first trans experience of, of meeting a trans woman. And I'm a trans girl, right. you know, and going in my own path. I, right. I, did, I never looked up what trans women is and, and right. that right. terminology. and all. I just was going my own way, doing what I saw my mom doing, doing what I saw my sisters and friends doing. That was me, right? right. Thinking I can go outside with no makeup on, put my hair in the ponytail, you know, <laughs> grew my hair back out, all that. I was thinking I was just a fish. fish. <laughs> I would get on the show when I started. Right. I didn't wear a lot of makeup. I thought I was the fish. I don't need all that on my face. I don't need... Not knowing, bitch, you gotta you gotta change some stuff, sis. <laughs> you have some parts of you that you need to um, right. contour. Right. <laughs> but right. but I didn't know that, so I thought I was just moving in my direction. And then I saw her, and then to know that she was, and that's when she took me under her wing. Like okay. she was like, she took that opportunity and um, taught me a lot of stuff from that. Like you know, going out on this real world, getting a job. You know. Pr- protecting myself in that way and having money to provide to perform you know right um and even though i thought i knew it all you know because i was already in the industry right Right. as a kid so i'm thinking as an entertainer i know what i need to know because all i need to do is get on stage baby i'm gonna blow it away that's what i thought you know in my mind and i didn't know the other sides of because transitioning can be expensive right like yes one of the most Expensive things that we have to go through. Yeah. If you are, uh, unless, you unless you're, that's unless you're genetically people, disposed. Yeah. Do you think that's why some people do sex work? Because oh, it is. So the girls who are not ex- expensive for is the ones that transition as kids. Or some. I mean, there are some girls who just they're. They just cunt. They just cunt. Yeah. And they just don't need a lot. They don't like need. I, I've, I've known some girls who, you know, didn't. I know some girls who ain't popped a pill. Oh, and wow. fish out. Ain't popped a pill. Never grew hair on their mm-hmm. face. Never, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, for the most part, depending on where you want to be in terms of your transition, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
if you want to be a doll baby, then yes, it's gonna be expensive. Yeah, that's the most expensive surgery. Is the 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 end all be all is the most expensive surgery. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vaginoplasty. But I'm just saying, in terms of if you if you're trying to uh, boobs, breasts, breasts BBL, slim waist, yeah, yeah. big Brazilian BBL butt is Brazilian oh, butt lift. So I'm lipo, rib lipo, removal. Yeah. Like if you're trying to be like, da, 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 but da, real da, women da. get their rib removed. Beyonce, Janet, oh. a lot of those girls have gotten their ribs removed. Sheesh. Okay. It's a common surgery, even though people don't talk about it. Right. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And yeah. facial feminization, like I oh, think, yeah. I I've think seen like they chisel their jaw down or mm-hmm. something. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, a lot. A, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And it and it's, it differs from each person. Some stuff that somebody needs, somebody else might not Correct. need. You know, gotcha. like um, I told myself that I didn't want facial feminization surgery, okay. but there's things I want to do to my face, right? Um, with the weight gain, I want to this double little chin, child, get that out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the shaving of all that's facial feminization, okay. but I don't want to do the whole spectrum, gotcha. you know. And okay. I think I want to get my nose done, okay. but that's it. Like, I don't want to touch my cheeks. I don't want to, like, touch those things because I fell in love how with how my face looks, okay. you know? I and you. it's different from most girls who transition, and that's the first thing they do. I waited to do surgeries. I have not mm-hmm. had one surgery, right, okay. in parts of my transition. Everything is I've let hormones do whatever they're going to do. Okay. Okay, thing. Well, I, I have some alterations there, too. Oh. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, even like my my weight gain that that's all from my thighs are humongous. But now my thighs are from dancing. Yes. You right. know. Right. Yeah. Ballet, jazz, all that wears right. you the fuck out. Okay. That's why I'm do that shit no more. I'm too fat for that shit now. <laughs> okay. Any other questions you have for me? This is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally asked all my questions. Cool. Oh, I got a question for y'all. Yeah, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask, but I don't know if it's appropriate to ask. What? I can either say yes or no. That's true. Because I've only done drag twice. Uh And tucking is uncomfortable. So, like, how do do you go through your day? You know what? It's never (laughs) been a big deal for me because I actually, when I was growing up, I was tucking. Me too. Oh, okay. so, so you just get used to it. Little tighty whities, baby. <laughs> I've been tucking especially, since I was like four. <laughs> yeah, especially in adolescence when you had those unexpected surprises. Uh huh. Oh. You had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Put it away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I've literally been tucking since I was like nine. Oh like, yeah. So it's it's a it's, it's just a part of your dress. It's a part yeah. of my dress. But it's it is still. I mean, it's still uncomfortable. You know because. Um, when your labia fall out, it's not. <laughs> I'm I'm only uncomfortable, I guess, because of that removal. I'm okay. not uncomfortable anymore. Mm, okay. But that was the only uncomfortable gotcha. moment. Was with that the the front part is not what's uncomfortable. It's right. the follow after the the purse. The purse. <laughs> the wet holes the on lady the bag. The <laughs> So, yeah, that's, gotcha. that's the uncomfortable part. Okay. What was your question? Would y'all ever date trans women? Well, I'm not attracted to women, so. No. Good answer. That was it. That was, that was it. Answer. That was it. <laughs> but then we said, like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. Like, I, I have actually tried to watch, um, like, trans porn. 
And it just I can't even watch trans. It just doesn't like <laughs> it, just do it. it just doesn't do anything to me like it doesn't bother me, but it's not my. I always watch it's, straight. I watch. I straight always porn. watch straight forward. I always watch straight forward or gay is, porn. Like, cause I, I mean, I like penis, but I don't know. It's it's a dis. I guess it's a disconnect for me. Seeing breast and the penis. Yeah. So then I just do like. Cause I saw the woman first. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like somebody like I just. I, it's just not me. Yeah. I think that goes into the same thing. Like, I feel like people who are attracted to. Like, if a gay man is attracted to trans women, I think he's bisexual. Do you think a lot of trans mm-hmm. women... Last question, I promise I'm going to go. Do you think a lot of trans women are... The majority of popular trans women are popular or famous or whatever because they're more so, like, sexualized or, like... It's yes. almost like a circus act, as if it's, like, the bearded woman. Like, like... I do think trans women are sexualized and, and the more popular ones, if you look... At the ones that are do who have the following. Do you think that Amaya Scott would be as famous if she was if trans was just? It is what it is. Um, well, I mean, that, that's not. I think that's unfair. But I want you to finish answering. Amaya um, Scott is more popular because she's pretty, and passable. Um, and when Amaya was coming up, um, you know, that was that was when social media was just being mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. and so her s- pictures of her as a boy and her pictures of her as a girl populated right, right. Mm-hmm. and it was like bitch she's like the prettiest girl right. to transition that what she's i felt like her boy pictures i mean like she like was a face, pretty boy yeah she was yeah. a pretty boy like she was really i think pretty. i think because of that that made her super popular especially with the heaviness of yeah. social media and what it was becoming you know, and I think okay. that's what boosted her up. You gotcha. know, but you know, Amaya was on hormones before, like what, like five years before she even touched her body. I think, right? I don't know because I think she got she got face work relatively early. Oh, um, um, but um, to answer your question, all women are sexualized. Mm-hmm. All popular women are sexualized. All of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that the um, that that the adjunct of social media has just you know, mm-hmm. really just made that the thing. Yeah. Right. You know, girls who are on social media trying to get popular nine times out of ten, it's because they are sexualizing themselves in some way. Whether it's because um, they want to be spokesmodels for Fashion Nova or because they twerking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they just doing the most. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. usually, you know, because of something that centers around how they look and how other people will find them appealing sexually. Mm-hmm. So... Um, in terms of trans women, the trans women that are the most popular, in my opinion, even though they are attractive, are we talking about mainstream popular or are we talking about social media popular? Because in terms of social media popularity, yes, it's definitely women who are <clears throat> tend to be hypersexual. However, the ones that have gotten more mainstream, mainstream. popularity, Laverne Cox, Janet Mock. Janet Mock. That's know, all about the work. I you love know, Janet Mock. I think it's, it's more, about more about their the work and mm-hmm. what they've accomplished in terms of activism, but because they are in the realm of passability, yeah. mm-hmm. then it's helped push them to the forefront because just being completely honest, they're easier to digest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, you people, said that. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cause, that's cause true. People made such a big shabako about Caitlyn. When we already had Laverne and Janet, right? As popular women who literally but were, that, but that's out a different there. journey, though. There is a di- what I'm fair, saying is different journey. everybody was making it like Caitlyn was like the first 
She's so strong, right? Da, 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 yeah. And it was like, uh, for some, that's Caitlyn was what introduced them to the conversation. The conversation right. when the conversation was already happening. But it was just a different conversation because Caitlyn does represent a significant a, demographic of white starts. men mm-hmm. who transition mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Because you know, um, and and that's a that's a piece that. That's a very specific journey. Mm-hmm. Right. No, Caitlin can't speak to the girl who transitioned at 20. Mm-hmm. She can't speak to the girl who had to do sex work. Mm-hmm. She can't speak to any part of the black trans experience mm-hmm. at okay. all. Fighting but, and, you know, and none all that uncomfortableness. But she can't Not any minority she can. But she yeah. can speak to that population of the culture of trans women who waited to after 50 mm-hmm. to transition. Because that's still a significant piece and it's still a conversation that needs to happen. Because those girls, those women, even though they waited, they felt like their priority was their families and their careers. And they felt like, okay, well, I can dismiss this piece of myself until I get to a place to where everybody else isn't a priority for me. Mm-hmm. Or when at least the eyes True. aren't on me to where, because I will say this. Whenever you are um, a high-earning white man, there's a different kind of pressure to sustain Sustain. your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And And we can't speak to that because we've not been in that space. True. We don't get that opportunity. Right. Right. You know, so we can't speak to that particular part of a journey, but that is a piece that needs to be spoken for. And I can appreciate that she can speak for that section of trans women mm-hmm. and that because of her popularity she opened the conversation of transitioning and trans women period yeah so have you i just one more question <laughs> sorry <laughs> have y'all ever experienced like discrimination in the workplace oh, because of, of being trans um yeah mine was really different Mine was very different um, because I work in a strip club. There's okay. already a very liberal mindset. Okay. And I'm a vendor. I'm not employed by the club. I work at the club. And so the funny thing about it is I actually transitioned at work. Okay. And so there was... I already had patronage for my work. And fortunately, that did not change. Right now, what did happen is um, it was a very secluded incident, though. Um, now, the upper management is good old boys, so anything minority is a no. Um, they did at one point want to consider me for house mom, but the fact that I was black and trans, it was not going to happen. Right. But it wasn't just because I was trans. Okay. Um, there's no black people in upper level management in my job, period, point blank, at all. Right. Um, Mine either. Now, is... what I did recognize prior to me transitioning, because like I said, I lived at a very androgynous, you know, kind mm-hmm. of uh, lifestyle. And so I remember leaving work one day um, and I had on some fitted jeans, a fitted shirt and a hat. My face was bare, my brows were snatched or whatever. And so this dude was like, where's she going? Talking to a waitress. And she said, oh, that's our makeup artist. He's going home. 
And so I knew that even though it was prior to me transitioning, I knew that with that, I was going to have to move in a certain type of way once I did transition because I already had an understanding that it's a dog eat dog on the floor amongst the girls, mm -hmm. right? Just among the girls, it's competitive. So if somebody who's not necessarily looking for a client is getting attention, then you're going to throw anything you can to make sure that that discredit, to discredit comes, you. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So I already kind of took that into account. So when I go to work, I go from the parking lot to the dressing room, and from the dressing room back to the parking lot. I do not pass go. I do not collect two hundred dollars. Right. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I understand that. Um, definitely, I've worked in um, corporate America. Mm -hmm. There, I have experienced discrimination. Um, as far as entertainment, no, I have not. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, even as a dancer, um, I dance for a huge artist who we know as a pedophile. I won't mention his name. Okay. Okay. Um, that experience was good until people found out. And some people knew already, mm -hmm. but then when the men found out who worked under this person. Um, I mean, he already in jail, girl. You might as well say his name. Because they're, they're, not, at, <laughs> they're not at rehearsals. Right, right, right. They're not at rehearsals and stuff. So when people found out, that's when I experienced the discrimination. And that's when I knew I had to quit. You know? Gotcha. Um, and then... So uh, like, did LA, they ever like? Did they ever say anything to you, like specifically? No, they just started treating you different. Mm -hmm. And men who would speak, stop speaking. Stop speaking. You know, cause yeah, it, it was it was really just that. You know, we're backstage. We're getting ready. You know, the girls know. You know, right. so we're backstage. Care. We're getting ready, and we're about to do a show so we have to walk through security normally we'll be like hey girls you know what whatever we really don't get spoken to like that dancers right. really you're dancers you're right. doing a dance you know they tell you when to come on and it's yeah. Like, yeah um and that was the experience it was like now certain security officers don't speak you know and then um some entourage members will look at you funny mm -hmm. or whisper or some would hit on you you know, silently, I got a lot of that being hit on. Um, so, yeah. I will say this, not at my job per se, but pursuing work as a makeup artist, even here in Atlanta, what I did experience is that um, you have to find a specific client to, period, to get into the industry, but it's a lot harder as a trans woman because there is a preference for gay men. In the beauty industry mm. so um because i remember working with someone and he told me out of his mouth because i was like you know um we were working together and our work was very compatible um and so i was like hey you know i noticed that you know you reached out to such and such when you couldn't fill in i said you know do you mind throwing me a bone you know next time you can he was like yeah i would but um they actually asked for gay men i was like wow even though your work is amazing, it doesn't matter. People have their preferences. And I did notice, like, even though I was the appointed makeup artist in the club, um, there were other girls who danced that did makeup, like, outside of work. Mm -hmm. And when it came to social events for staff members, they would get the call before I would. Mm -hmm. Wow. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. 
too. So that's crazy. It's the South, man. Like I gotta get the fuck up out of here. Like that's why I moved. It's just opportunity is way more um, prevalent and 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 pushed to people, trans people mm-hmm. in the West Coast mm-hmm. than here. Um, you still would deal with discrimination. I mean, we're still a minority. Right. Period. Um, yeah. But and you're a double the minority. South <laughs> is. It's a different type of thing here because here you not only deal with discrimination from outside races and mm-hmm. higher people. Mm-hmm. You deal with discrimination from people who are not even on your level right. or in, in your a own pow- community. In, a, in a place of power. Right. You know, so when you're dealing with that in your own community and it's it, like she said, um, she said it's not majority of people, uh, majority of the gay men that hate hate trans women it's just the ones that do are really loud right. it's like here you have so many of the hate and the negative things being so loud and not enough of positivity and love being right. loud as well to drown that out gotcha. I could not deal with that gotcha. I cannot deal with that type of trauma mentally Right, because you know, we already in the black community in the trans community too right. don't talk about mental health enough you know right. and before I, you got here, Beverly was just talking about I people just going to therapy. Yeah, I and and I had to do that. Like mm-hmm. I'm in therapy now, right. you know, and not only because of me being transitioning or me going to another state and dealing with my trauma from here. I'm dealing with new girls' trauma, girls mm-hmm. who are on drugs and on the street, right. and me, me trying to get them off the streets and off the drugs. I'm dealing with their trauma because they're telling me this and they're confiding in me and right. and et cetera. And now I have to like, yikes. Right, I never been hold through on that. To, right. I never slept on the street. You know, I've always been privileged. Even when I was homeless, when I moved out there, I was in a car. You know, right. a lot of girls didn't have that privilege. Right. You know, and that part, just knowing girls' stories and knowing what they go through, yeah, you need therapy. You, you yeah. know, we all need to see somebody. Hello. Especially after all this shit, coronavirus. Right. Okay. Uh, the the the. Black racial pandemic racial. that's been right. going on. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, so much thank for being for a part of this show. Yeah, I really appreciate. Supposed to do this before Corona hit, and then literally, you know, like we've been, we've been trying to do this this episode for a long time since like December. No shade. Yeah. But anyway, um, if we can follow you, how can we follow you? Um, you can follow me at I am I A M C I C I N I C O L E. That's I M C C Nicole. And that's on everything, uh, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Okay. And then on Facebook at CC Nicole. And my uh, YouTube with all my music and stuff. And um, Apple Music and Spotify, Tidal. I'm on all of that at CC Nicole. Yes. Oh. Bevois. Um, you can follow me on Facebook under <laughs> Berlin Mon Johnson. Um, on Instagram, it's Miss M I S S B of the QC. Um, on Instagram. You were, like, you grew up in Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Ish. I grew up outside of Charlotte, a small, small, small town called Marshville. Home of Ray Travis, country music's finest. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in Burlington, North Carolina. Oh, shut up. Yeah, right outside of Greensboro. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Jacksonville. I didn't know if you asked. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Oh, we, I'm from we were old Atlanta, child. Okay. Ready, baby. Okay. I think I'm one of the few. Right. <laughs> All right, and I, you can follow me at, oh Lord, I don't know myself, um, The Real Trey Varis. 
And also, you can follow her at Princess Carter, Princess with a Y. Um, you can follow me at underscore Dommy Boy underscore. And then you can follow us together at The Peach Tea Podcast. Yeah. And yeah, if you ever feel the need to be professional and want to email us, you can also do that at um, thepeachteapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just, you know, slide Sounds our like DMs. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, that's about it. Um, Until please stop time. asking me when the next live show is because Corona is out here. And these live shows cost money. Thanks. Hello. Um, other than that, it was cute. Talk to you guys later. Ooh. Bye. Uh, wait. Okay. I bought a new. I bought a new game, so we can do a game night Tuesday in the future. Oh, cute. All right. Well, bye. 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 Oh, she's trying to show off her talent. She's trying to show off her talent. Bye. Thought you was gonna get some vocals. Mm-mm.